hour between the witching hour of midnight and the start of a new day is known as the devil's hour. It is believed to be a period of time that is filled with supernatural activity and is shrouded in mystery. This hour is of great interest to many as it is believed to be part of a heightened spiritual energy and a supernatural communion. It is said that this is the time when the veil between the living and the dead is at its thinnest and those with the skills to do so can see into the spirit world. Tonight, I want to open up your minds and explore the beliefs, the superstitions, the folklore associated with the Devil's Hour. Do you have any experiences staring into the evil? Staring evil in the face? But what if you recognize something in those eyes? What if behind the evil was a loved one, a friend, or someone you knew? Tonight, we're going to talk about a camping trip. No matter how well prepared we are, there is still something about the nighttime that makes us anxious. This is why it might be challenging to stay at a campground you have never visited before. In the dark, there may be something that can't be ignored, something that can't be seen, making the unknown all the more terrifying. This evil is linked to haunting forests and campsites, a glimpse into the depths of darkness and the evil that looks there Maybe a life-altering event. And in this episode, we'll talk about what it's like to do that when you are camping. One must realize the significance that this evil may have on a person. Has this ever happened to you? How did you manage to get away from all the terror? The question is, what would you do if you looked directly into the eyes of pure evil? and saw someone you loved looking back. Much like the beginning of many other stories, this one starts with a poor decision. My girlfriend says she had heard of a campground that was supposed to be the home of a supernatural being. And those who were courageous enough to spend the night and to make it into the devil's hour might get a visit when my girlfriend informed me that her sister had challenged her to stay the night at the campgrounds i attempted to talk some sense into her i've always held the opinion that there must be things beyond our comprehension i don't believe in playing with the hands of destiny and that's what i thought she was doing after being ignored by my girlfriend I made the ultimate rookie error and agreed to accompany her. This may seem ridiculous, but hear me out. Since she detests traveling, I used Google to find campgrounds within 50 miles of where she wanted to go. I offered to drive and even suggested an alternative destination. She wouldn't have it. Her mind was set on this one particular campground. She didn't know I had other plans. 
The only thing I was thinking about was keeping her safe. When we stopped at a rest area, we were about maybe halfway there. Everything was going to plan. I felt accomplished as my girlfriend made her way to a quiet, uninteresting campground. She had no idea I had changed courses. I wasn't about to tell her. I made my way to the restroom, conducted my business, and was on my way back to the car. However, there was a half-emerging rock on the sandy ground. I never saw it. My foot accidentally smacked it, and I staggered. I lost my footing. I attempted to catch myself, but only partially succeeding. I didn't fall, but my ankle rolled since I landed funny on that foot. Good God, that hurt. That had a nasty sting to it. It wasn't fractured, but every effort to move it caused excruciating agony. Sore and exhausted, I hobbled my way back to the SUV. My girlfriend checked in on me and offered to drive me to the hospital, but I assured her that I was well and had sustained no injuries. I should have told her that we had to double back, but I didn't. I didn't want to add to her disappointment, so I lied again to appease my guilt. Over my previous lying to her, just outright lying. Sadly, she insisted on driving, so that I could rest my leg. I could not refuse. We were on our way when she entered the coordinates into her GPS device. The strategy I had failed. When I think about it, I should have. Taken her up on her offer to go to the hospital, but then I would have been honest and didn't want our relationship to suffer as a result. We continued forward. Some more time passed, but we did eventually arrive. Other campers were nowhere to be seen. Was this a positive omen? I reflected on my thoughts. I scratched my head, wondering how I got my dumbass in this situation in the first place. I needed to collect my thoughts. I just breathed deeply. A location's reputation may not always reflect its reality. This anger I felt may have been unwarranted. With a twinge of embarrassment, I limped out of the SUV. Seemed to be a typical valley. There was little wind, but it was still rather warm. We pitched our tents a few feet apart. Yes, we were staying in separate tents. My girlfriend and I had made vows to each other that we would stay pure until after we were married. We set our camps close to an abandoned fire pit. As soon as the sun set. We could feel a chill in the air. We spent the next few hours laughing, swapping tales. As night fell, we sat around the crackling fire. We ate hot dogs and s'mores. Who doesn't like s'mores? It was after ten at night, and nothing out of the ordinary had transpired. 
the camping excursion was shaping up to be little more than a good time. Around 12 o'clock, we retired to our tents for the night. Not much had transpired. This upset my girlfriend, but for me, I felt some relief. I woke up to the sound of my girlfriend squeezing into my tent while talking in a very low whisper. As I checked my phone, the following popped up, the devil's hour. I had keyed that in before we left. The devil's hour is when all hell breaks loose and evil come out to play. My girlfriend started to babble and she seemed flustered. There's something out there, she said. What I don't understand is how you managed to sleep through it. She was in a state of frantic alarm, and I decided to peek out the tent to see what she was talking about. That's when she stopped me. No, we're going to die if it spots us. With a sigh of relief, I let out a long, deep breath. Let's hurry to the SUV. However, I couldn't find my keys. I asked my girlfriend if she still had them. They're in my tent, she said. This caused her to start whimpering. Something awful is happening. I had to think of something fast. And since I can't run on my ends or leg, I decided I'll just hobble out in front to provide a diversion. It'll be okay since I have a knife. Unfortunately, that will have to do. I told my girlfriend to hastily enter her tent and find the keys. Are you ready? I asked her. Her head bobbled yes. So I exited the tent. I heard her mutter, thanks buddy. Did my girlfriend just call me buddy? I thought we were more than just pals. If what I saw outside hadn't been so shocking, I may have glanced back at her. The other tent was a complete disaster. My girlfriend's belongings, including her clothing, were thrown around the campsite. That wasn't the thing that made me terrified though. Somebody was hurt and blood was spilled. The campsite was covered in blood. Too much for one person to have given up without a fight without going down. I started to back up and reconsider my thoughts as I turned back toward my tent and looked at my girlfriend. Her stance was different and her grin was icy. I was surprised to hear you refer to me as a buddy since we are talking about getting married. I felt a shiver go up my spine and express my displeasure. I couldn't remember what she called you. My throat felt as dry as a desert and I started to see, to see with my own eyes, the evil. It was progressing. My life fixing to be over was entering into my conscience. It certainly isn't, I thought. I picked up the blade and stabbed her in the upper abdomen. Then I forced the knife down to her pelvis 
She swept in agony. This was preceded by a flinch. I removed the knife and started to stab again. She started oozing a dark substance that looked like blood, but there was no way that could have been blood. It was so dark. Once again, I raised the blade, but this time she shoved me with a superhuman might. I hit the ground and smacked my head on a rock. I watched this evil hobble away from the camp, and that was the last time I saw it. Everything faded to dark. Once I was able to come to, I called in the local authorities. My girlfriend's DNA was found in the blood sample. A murder had happened. It had been committed here. And can you guess the possible cause? Can you guess who the primary suspect was? I am overwhelmed with questions. I looked into the eyes of evil, and my girlfriend was looking back. Did my final blow kill it? Is it dead? Good Lord, I hope so. But now for the killer follow-up question. Who did my dead girlfriend see if I saw her before this evil attack?